It's Angela Yee, and I'm telling you right now that the Alive Podcast Network app is the best directory of podcasts created for us by us. From relationships to making money moves, there's a show that'll captivate every listener. And for my fellow Black creatives, this is a call to action to take your brand and monetization to the next level. It's for the culture. Join the movement and sign up today. Sign up today to get a six-month subscription for $20. Visit AlivePodcastNetwork.com, coming soon to iOS and Android. Take note, finding the perfect summer scent this week on The Devil is a Lie. The Devil is a Lie. Here's your host, Angel Nicole. The Devil is a Lie. This is your girl, Angel Nicole, bringing you authentic voices willing to share how they defeat imposter syndrome and adversity. Today, I'm excited to introduce you to someone who's doing his thing in the classroom and as a father, all while pursuing his personal passion of sense. Brian Watkins is a teacher, father to a beautiful daughter, who also serves as his business partner on their newest luxury scent venture, which he's going to tell us all about. Welcome to the show, Brian. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. All right. So I want to start here because Brian hails from New York by way of Kingston, Jamaica. So I want you to first talk to me about like dedication to family. And I really feel like I've seen this several times with like other people that I know from Jamaica who really invest in their children and starting businesses with their children. So did that derive? Is that a cultural thing or what was like the reason why you decided to do that? A strong work ethic was put into me from a younger age. I'll say that. But um, we're all about I mean, again, in the Jamaican culture, we're about family and about having having each other, you know, progress and succeed and support. And, uh, you know, family is just a whole big thing. And I live in Brooklyn or my family, you know, when we came from Jamaica was in Brooklyn and just even there, we're just so tight knit. Like my cousins are like my brothers and sisters. Talk to me about like, what is the name of your brand and how did the name come about? Yes. Some great questions. So name of the brand, if you first look at it, it's spelled N-O-R-Y-A-N. And a lot of people, some people might call it Norian or, or Norian. But it is pronounced Norin. I tell people, you know, the Y is silent. It's French, you know. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the name came about. Name came about is my name and my daughter's name, Nora and Brian, put together. The name Norin derives from the Middle East and it means a symbol of love and two shining lights. Oh, that's awesome. So do you incorporate that messaging um, in your marketing materials as part of like the sense and the the line? Yeah. So I put a lot of thought into everything. So the logo itself, I came up with it. So the logo is an ancient Eastern African civilization symbol for the letter W, which stands for my daughter and I's last name, Watkins. I cleaned it up a little bit because it looked a little bit different, but that's what um, the logo is. And if you look at it, it's a backwards NY for New York, too. Look at you. You know what I mean? You're not Brother Dave, you know? <laughs> I'm a funk in your left trying to get to the blues and your right, whatever it is, but you know, I'm in date. <laughs> okay. Uh, love Jones. <laughs> Tell me about like what this process has been like working with your daughter and how old is she? Oh, so she's seven, uh, seven going on 15, um, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, she's going to turn eight in August and it's been great. I actually, um, 
So I taught myself how to make candles and a lot of other stuff. But when I found out I was having a daughter, I actually taught myself how to make candles and a lot of other things because that's something I want to pass down to her. I'm building a legacy. I'm not looking for this as get a quick buck or anything like that. No, I'm looking to build. I'm looking for something to give to her and she could give to her kids. And then I taught her how to make candles. So my daughter knows, Nora knows how to make candles as well and knows a lot of notes in the different scents as well too. So let's actually talk about that. Like, let's talk a little bit about like the notes, the scents, the um, cologne versus perfume Uh versus, Uh you know, because I feel like there's all of this terminology Mm -hmm. and I don't think any of us really use it properly. I think we just, we don't know what it really means. So can you enlighten us? Yes. And you are absolutely right. We do not use it properly. And I'm about to doogie house a geek out on you right now. (laughs) So if you want to get into the terminology of perfume, right? Fragrances, it's all on concentration. So typically everybody call, you know, what a guy wear a cologne and what, you know, a woman wear perfume, but that's incorrect. It's all based upon concentration. The concentration from top to bottom to the highest concentrate to the lowest concentrate goes is extreme perfume. Then you have perfume. Then you have other perfume, which is an EDP. Then you have other toilette. Right. Then you have a cologne. Then then from cologne, you have like, you know, your body creams, your aftershave. Now, all what's, some, what's some brands that are like extent? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, a lot of brands have extent, but it's um, it depends on what scent it is. Or like, let's say, for example, like the typical Sauvage. I'm sure you know Sauvage, right? Dior Sauvage. So Dior Sauvage had a, or the, they first came up with the Eau de Toilette, right? And then they came up with the, I think it's a perfume. And then they came up with like an elixir, which is more. So wait, 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 wait. Let me, let me, let me stop right there. Mm-hmm. A perfume is not perfume. perfume. Yeah, but you know, I'm, I'm getting putting a little French on it. You know, what I mean? <laughs> I'm trying to put a little French accent on it. You know, you know, get my pepula pew on. You know, my perfume. You know. <laughs> I'm like, have we all been saying this wrong our entire lives? Okay, okay. I mean, okay, the French. I mean, the French say it different. Like, uh, if yeah, you go yeah, to France, yeah, they, they yeah. they're gonna, you know, with that little accent. You know, I did take French in high school. So, okay, so sorry. <laughs> Let me ask you this. So, what's the difference? If there is a difference, because I don't know, I'm learning just like everybody else. Um, what's the difference between like your notes and your scents? and your fragrances, or is it all the same? Okay, so sometimes people use fragrance and scents interchangeably. So those things have notes. The notes are the different oils or the different things that's inside of it, yes. Typically, a fragrance, right? It goes through, it's like a pyramid, or it goes through changes. There's three uh, stages to it. They call it the opening and where you first spray this the fragrance and you know you smell it. That's the opening. A lot of people think that it's gonna stay like that. Some do if it's a linear uh, fragrance, you know, it's just like all right, it's gonna be like this. But a lot of the more refined and finer fragrance um, changes. It does the way it opens is not gonna be the way it uh, settles. So you have the opening, then you have the heart, and then you have the dry down, right? Or if you want to call it the top, middle, base. They tend to call the dry down the base note, right? That's that's what's at the bottom. And that's what's going to last the longest on you. So it's almost like wine. You open Very it, sim- you let it aerate. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you let it aerate. Uh-huh. And, and then, you you know, you, you taste all the different notes going down. But um, yeah. instead of wine happens more fast with fragrance, the opening could probably have, you could have the opening for 20 to 30 minutes. And then you get to the middle 
which could be in like another 30 minutes. And then you get to the dry down or the bass note, which lasts the longest, probably maybe an hour in or mm-hmm. depending on the fragrance itself, an hour into an um, hour and a half, then you get to get to the dry down. I have wow. several uh, fragrances where I hate the opening, but the dry down is something beautiful. But if you don't purchase it, how do you know, like, okay, I hate the way this smells. Like, you know, you're in the store, you're smelling it to, oh, this is actually going to resonate with my body chemistry. I'm glad you brought that up because, again, the same scent doesn't smell the same on uh, individuals due to their pH. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm one of the worst person um, the sales associate could ask uh, to buy something because I'm going to smell and I'm not going to buy. I don't buy right then and there. And that's the mistake a lot of people make. The sales associate spray the card. Look, it smells good. That's the opening. That's not what it's going to smell like um, an hour later from now. If you right. spray something on a card, hold it and walk around with it and walk to your car, probably after an hour, you can be like, hold on, what is that? And it's the same thing um, because it changes. It morphs. Isn't it going to be a different scent on you versus on that card? Because I always hate the card because I'm like, I smell the paper, you know. So what should you actually do when you are looking to make those purchases? Yes, so it is. But it's going to be different, but slightly. And also you want to see if it's going to last long on you because maybe that scent might work, you know, work great on me. It might project well. People could smell it. But to you, after like, you know an hour, you can't even smell it anymore. So what I tell people to do is something that you know you're going to buy, right? You spray it on yourself to test it out. Don't buy the scent or the fragrance right then and there. Don't say, hey, look, this is the new Christian Dior that came out. Hey, smell it. Look, it smells good. All right, purchase it. No, you um, have them spray. If you really want it, you spray it on a car to see, you smell it. And if you like that scent, because the scent is going to be, it's going to be similar, even though it's, it changes a little bit on you, but not enough where it changes the whole different scent, but it's going to, you're going to have an idea of how it smells. You could spray it on you and see how it performs. I started the show off telling people, you know, that we're going to talk about how do you identify the right notes for your body chemistry or for your season, we're going into summer. What are some things that we should be mindful of uh, based on those factors? Hydration. Make sure your body is moisturized because remember there is um, oil in the fragrance, right? In the perfume or whatever you're wearing, there's oil in it. And if if your body's not moisturized or it's like uh, dehydrated body, we just soak it and suck it right up. So you won't even like perform well on you because your body is sudden, you know, dying for some uh, moisturizer. Hydration. Wow. Mm-hmm. I would have never thought of that. So, okay. So before we, we put on these different fragrances, now, if you put on moisturizer before you put on your perfume or your um, cologne or your elixirs, <laughs> <laughs> does it? stay on you longer if you're moisturized properly or if you're properly hydrated? Yes, it can, but it also depends on your skin too. Like, you know, um, what works for me is not necessarily going to work for you. So it's all trial and error. Um, And you see, same thing. You can't say, oh, this note works well on me in this. You don't know, maybe in that fragrance, it doesn't work well on you. So it's Mm -hmm. all trial trial and error. That's why it's always good to get a sample of it, try it out before you do the purchase. All right. Now, what about those notes, though? Like, mm-hmm. what are good summer notes, you know, for people to wear? Oh, yes. 
again, it's all subjective, depending on the person. But mm. what usually you'll see is that you have a lot of citrus notes, a lot of aromatic, right? Those tend not to be heavy because it relies on the heat for its projection. They tend to, you know, the scent to be like, oh, this is light. This is clean. Those tend to be great summer fragrances because it relies on the heat to project it, right? So you're not walking to a place, you know, even though the scent could smell good, but you just like, conject like you know everybody just like oh my gosh you just it's too much yeah those lighter scents are meant to stay light and when you're out in the um when you're outside the heat is going to project it and another thing what you do is that um it's also good to spray the fragrance on where your pulse is because that's where you emit the most heat and that's where it's going to project so right there right there and on your neck that's why they tell you to do it there there and there Mm -hmm. Yeah, so not yeah, not for a guy to too. kiss you there or you know guys kiss there. You know, it's for <laughs> to put it here. Be like, oh, be like come a little closer. <laughs> All right, so that's an interesting fun fact. Um, another another fact before you go. A lot of people they put it and they go like this. All right, so. Again, it all depends. Wait, wait, wait. What the... did you just do? Because for our audience that is listening. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, and they rub their head. They rub it in. They take it. Mm-hmm. They spray it. And they just rub it in. So, there's a few On the inside things. of their, like, the inside um, or the just wrist. wherever. They, they're like this. You know, they rubbing it all over. Like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> You're going to smell this tonight. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, she's going to know I smell good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um... So, I mean, there's a few different things to it. I tell me, I'm a person I don't really like. It, it depends. Me, I rub it in sometimes. Sometimes I don't depend on the fragrance. But when you rub it in, it, change, it, it changes the breakdown and the structure of that particular fragrance. When we talked about the, you know, the top, the middle, and the base, right? It doesn't go through that whole, sta- that whole uh, stage uh, anymore. So it just you're, you're- it, it changes it up. You're expediting or you're changing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. How you're, you're going like, yeah, you're going right to, yeah, instead of, because, you know, it's a thing of beauty. You know, you start with the opening, you know, you go to the middle and then like, you know, this thing of beauty at the base mm-hmm. instead of like, you like, yo, forget the stuff. Let, yo, let me get right down to it. Like, uh, get right <laughs> to the base, you know? Now, I've also heard that, you know, you should spray it in the air and walk into it. Is that a thing or is it better to, that it actually reaches your body? I mean, yeah, you can. A lot of people spray it away. You don't spray it like right close to you because again, it could actually, you know, ruin your outfit. Um, you're supposed to spray it actually on your skin and not on your clothes. But if you want it to last longer, um, you spray it on your clothes because the cotton or whatever material your clothes is, it. it absorbs it and holds it in longer. Yeah. So that's why when you put some in the closet and you pull it out, you're like, ooh, I still smell this thing. Yeah. Exactly. The devil is alive. Guys, we are talking to Brian Watkins. He is the um, owner, co-owner of mm-hmm. Norn uh, Luxury Scents, correct? Yeah, fragrances. Can I say yeah. that? Luxury fragrances, mm-hmm. um, which he co-owns with his daughter, Nora. Right now, we have been talking about like different things that you can do to prepare for new scents and like things that you should be doing to your body to make sure that you're ready to absorb or to wear certain scents so your body isn't dehydrated and you're really ready to, you know, emit those amazing scents that you're spending so much money on um, because you want people to smell them, right? 
Yep. Take on the world. <laughs> he said it, take on the world. <laughs> All right. So yeah. now we are moving into our next part of the show, Brian. And this is where I'm going to ask you to share um, a place in time that you did not know how you were going to make it out of a particular situation. So this is kind of like your devil is alive moment where you were like, you know what? I'm not even going to let this adversity knock me down. Or it could be like imposter syndrome where you didn't think that you were going to be able to achieve something and you ultimately did achieve it. So um, we want to know what the situation was, how you made it out of it, and what was waiting for you on the other side. So my devil is a lie moment. Um, Actually, uh, starting this up, right? Again, I had the whole candle candle thing that I learned and I taught myself how to do. But now I wanted to actually just get into making finer fragrance or doing finer fragrance. And it actually is a very tough thing to do yourself. Like these perfumers who go to school for a lot of them go to school for this for years, you know, massive perfumers, like it's a talent, it's an art, it's a skill. It's just like an artist or page, like it's, it's very, 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 you know, um, trying and difficult, but I was stepping into a world where I thought, I mean, I've have a lot of knowledge of things, but I didn't have a lot of knowledge of how that world works outside of my, you know, um, my community. Right. Um, and funny enough, there's actually not a lot of people of color in that world. Right. And, um, Try to even find master perfumers, trying to find, um, you know, people who are just willing to share knowledge. It's very difficult. It's everybody want to keep everything close to you. So, um, but I'm a very, you know, determined person. And I, at one point I thought it was like, man, is this like, should I just stick to candles? Should I just do this? And should I do that? Because things were getting very expensive and, you know, I was hitting a lot of dead ends. Um, but, you know, I had a... Just literally, I said a lot of stuff is God because there's some. My, I was in the right place at the right time several times, and I met the right person and that rabbit hole to meeting other people. So I know like four or five master perfumers now, and where you know I talk to them, we work together, and we create some things too. And um, as far as uh, what I want and what I'm looking for in that particular collection and brand or scent. And so what was the adversity just that you were adversity too is was that was it you is personally that, I mean, having you, imposter syndrome like everybody like these people have been doing this their whole lives like why do I think yeah. I can walk in here and do this like what where was the adverse exactly. moment Yes it was it was like um in the grand scheme of things, I felt like, man, these people have been doing it and like wow, I, you know, even though I know a lot, I feel didn't feel confident around some of the individuals, especially growing up um, in where I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't have, and I didn't buy those bigger expensive fragrances because I didn't have the money to buy it, you know? Um, and I was mixing my own thing. So I'm just going in and I'm around these people who's been, who've been, you know, they study, they train and, you know, they've been in that sector for, you know, 25, you know, 40 years, some of them. And I kind of, you know, kind of feel like, man, how can I hold my own? But, um, you know, uh, the 
I felt confident and I had to actually go back and just, you know, say, look in the mirror and know who I am. And then I was able to, I don't know, for some reason, I was able to just say, hey, they breathe, they're human just like me and be able to, you know, walk the same walk they do and talk the same talk they do. I love it. So how did you break through the initial conversation to get them? Because I I, I often find that when you're in those situations, um, it kind of breaks down to trust and mm-hmm. competence, right? So what would you say was like that you did well that, you know, allowed you to build this trust and build these relationships with these multiple, um, what do they call it, perfumers? Perfumers, yeah. I was... I was a breath of fresh air to them because they've been around a certain type of people all their life. Mm-hmm. And they a lot of them that I work with dislike those type of individuals. Mm-hmm. They don't really, you know, they, they kind of, you know, it, it, they have that elitist thing to them and they don't like, and you have some of the ones that I work with don't like that um, because no, they like, you're, you're human. You're the, you know, they act Either they keep things guarded or they act like they're better than everybody else. So I was a breath of fresh air because I haven't been, I wasn't, they, well, at least what they tell me, I wasn't corrupted by the industry. A lot of the perfumers are corrupted by the industry, especially working for the bigger brands mm-hmm. and the bigger companies. So a lot of people, and even getting into it, a lot of people think that, you know, you have uh, the houses like, you know, Dior and you have houses, uh, who was it, like Gucci. Mm-hmm. Um they don't make the fragrance. It's just like they contract a fragrance um, house, if you want to call it, or a um, like a team. Mm-hmm. They create several types of fragrances, and like someone from Gucci picks it and says, "All right, we're going to go with this." Yeah. Like they all, like a lot of these fragrance houses compete, like the fr- fragrance firms uh, compete for the business of like you know the Gucci, the Tom Fords. Um, and they choose one, but there's a lot of money to be made, whichever one gets chosen and to uh, sell it. Wow. Now, I feel like intimidation is real. And yes. a lot of times our own personal fears of feeling inadequate and having these um, moments of intimidation, sorry, can sometimes hinder us. Mm-hmm. What words of encouragement would you provide to somebody who is starting out on their journey or trying to scale on their journey, but are having these kind of moments of not feeling as though they're enough? And and just like you said, it is very real. You know, you do feel intimidated around um, these individuals who've been in it for a while. You probably think that, you know, they're looking at you a certain way. Um, but what you got to do is continue to educate yourself, continue to show them. Because what uh, what they told me, a lot of them said, I'm shocked, like you actually made your way and found one of us. <laughs> like they said, like, yeah, not, you know, they said, like, wow, how did you how did you find us? Right. You know, a massive. Per- and I said. I didn't stop trying. Like I kept going, I kept going, I kept going, I kept researching and, you know, you just put yourself in the right place. So these people, they're human just like us, right? Because you don't know the lingo right now, it doesn't matter. Like, you know what, if you're confident in what you want to do, 
go ahead and do it. They could see it and they could see right through you when, when it comes to uh, being sincere about, uh, at least in this sector, being sincere about it yeah. or genuine. They know people who just want to, hey, let, let me get something like this and um, just looking for you know a quick buck or they, or they see people who just like, all right, they really enjoy it and love it and just love the whole, you know, the scenting world. I always say like passion speaks so much louder than your words. You know, when you're mm-hmm. passionate yeah, about something, people feel it. They can see it. You don't have to ask questions about, oh, you really like this. Like you can tell that a person is very into a, pater- a particular like industry or subject matter. So thank you for that advice. Mm-hmm. Thank you for spending this episode of Devil is Alive with me. I hope that you enjoyed it. Yes. Yes, I did. Oh, real quick before you go to mm-hmm. um, what a lot of people don't know. The sense of smell is the strongest ties to memory. 30% of what you remember, 30% of what you smell, you remember, right? And that's why, Angel, I do not wear fragrances from certain stores because I do not want to be around individuals who say, you smell like my last. You know, you you smell like somebody I know. Mm -mm. If you tell me that... I'm throwing that. I'm throwing that fragrance away. I'm putting it away. Nah, <laughs> right. Because that's why they say. Um, I forgot. Um, who is it? Not Basquiat. Who's the other guy that hung around Basquiat? Um, uh, he did the Campbell soup painting. Um, Andy Warhol. Yes. Oh yeah. Andy Warhol had coined something where it says uh, fragrance. You know, he coined 15 minutes of fame, but he also said the fragrances, when you walk in, that's what people is going to remember you by, mm. right? So it, it it's it's the invisible, uh, let's say it's the invisible character. Like you can't see it, but it plays such a huge and it has an impact on people, but you can't see it. That invisible first impression. Yes, Exactly. I love so, it. you know, and thank you so much for spending this last half hour with me. Do you have some social media that you can share? Oh, so yes. People can, you know, get connected. Yes, definitely. First, the website, um, N-O-R hyphen Y-A-N dot com. And we have our social media. It's Norin underscore NYC. I just want people to see the benefit and the value of just smelling good and scents. Mm-hmm. What we're doing right now, we're coming out, we're getting ready to launch the fragrance oil and diffuser, cold air diffusion, which I tell people is very similar to when you, when you walk into a hotel and that scent that hits you like, oh, this smells good. That scenting, it's ambient scenting. Mm-hmm. And you're going to remember that hotel anytime you smell something similar to that scent. No, absolutely. The power of smell is real. Like you think about like if you're standing outside, have you ever stood outside of like a Popeye's? Mm-hmm. And I don't even eat Popeye's all the time. Oh, yeah. But you smell it, start, and you're like, oh, and it smells. Ooh. <laughs> you start salivating. Yeah, it hit those glands. You're like, ooh. You just know, like, like yo, I'm about I to break it. this diet. Uh-huh. <laughs> All of that. <Ooh>. So, <laughs> uh-huh. so yes, that power of scent. It, it makes you act very fast. So mm-hmm. yeah, I hope that everybody enjoyed this week's episode of The Devil Is a Lie. I would love to hear your thoughts of what your takeaways were from this week's episode. You can shoot me a DM at the Angel Nicole, or you can just comment right 
on the page that you're listening to on your favorite podcast platform. The Devil is a Lie is a production of the Alive Podcast Network, engineered by Julio Gonzalez of Zymer.co, and music provided by Audio Vibes. Be sure to subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform and follow us on social media at Alive Podcast Network. If you're interested in joining the Alive Podcast Network family, visit us at AlivePodcastNetwork.com to learn more. We hope that you enjoyed today's show, and remember, there is greatness within you. And if anyone tells you any different, the devil is a lie. Until next time, be blessed. The devil is a lie.